0: You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Welcome, Shalom. It's Monday, your favorite day of the week with your favorite podcast with your favorite host. And fuck, if anyone was new, I probably just lost them all at second 18, unfortunately. Today, that's going to be a good episode because we're talking about things that you want to hear about. People that are with vanilla partners. There's a lot of people who someone wants to get freakier than the other. So what do we do? How do we dig? I got you. Mutual masturbation. I'm just going to let that speak for itself. We're going to talk about it and sex positions, getting creative in the bedroom. I'm here to inspire you. Leveling up, is your sex position game weak? Is it weak sauce? Are you too predictable? No worries, sweet mommy and daddies. I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna give you some creative solution. At the most, you can just be a try-me girl or boy. Be a try-me girl or boy. You might be surprised what you like or what you don't like, but sometimes there's always that fun time where you're like, oh, this turned me on and I didn't even know it was going to turn me on. Does anyone get horny when they're experiencing road rage? Anyone? Anyone? Since having children, not so much. (laughs) But before there were minors in my car, (laughs) I remember being in my little cream convertible beetle, okay, back in the day. And someone, or I would be late to something or just stuck in traffic, not angry at a person, but just like, God, I got to get there. I'm late. I really, I am I get places early. My life may be a mess in certain areas, but she is an on time, 15 minute early bitch every time. Thank you, Father, who should not be listening to this. If you are, you lied, you promised you wouldn't, so get, go away. Anyway, it would be like a tense adrenaline pumping situation like that. And all of the blood, I swore, would just go straight to my vagina for some reason. And I'm like, ah! But now, now, no. Now the blood just goes to my head and I scream. So they weren't lying when they say a lot of shit changes when you push six pounds, nine ounces out of your private part. Speaking of private parts, and this is not sexy, I almost said it's not on brand, but maybe it is. Do you have names for your private parts? I think every it's like a universal, it's an American thing. No, I think it's a human thing. I think people just call it something. Do you want to know what ours is? Sure, okay. Uh, I grew up calling my vagina a popo. Mm-hmm, a popo. I still call it a popo, and my son calls it a popo. <laughs> and I remember when I heard someone for the first time in my life call the police, the popo. I was like, what? What are you talking about? (laughs) And now, of course, popo is like for police. That's now the first thing because I know no one knows what I'm talking about when I say popo. But there's a mirror in front of me while I'm recording and I just am so tickled and a little stoned. And every time I say popo, it's It's really funny And I've been trying to say vagina and penis So that my child embraces the anatomically Anatomically Is that right? Correct body part So I don't want him to be afraid of those words Penis and vagina And he thinks it's so funny He's like vagina, vagina, penis, nuts I'm like no those are your Testicles Testicles so, yeah, and I, what do we, I think we call a penis a penis or a wiener, you know, but when someone tries to call a hot dog a wiener, pfft, you'll never hear the end of it from my son. So we try not to say that word anymore. But yeah, some people's names trip me out. I'm sure I just tripped all of y'all out. If you're stoned, I'm sure you're vibing with me. I hope you're waking bacon on your way to work. And if you're not, you might just think I'm weird. You might have already turned it off. You might be turning it off right now. But if you stay, if you stay, you're gonna have a good time. Cause I'm having a good time. We're gonna learn some shit. I promise. I promise. But first, you know what time it is. La 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 la. Listener questions. I first gotta follow up with some shit from last week because I asked y'all some things. I asked about guys checking in on their Exes, because one of the listener questions was about her man looking up girls he's dated in the past and retroactive jealousy, Yada yada yadda. Go listen if you want to. Anywho, some guys, I took a poll as well as some people submitted in, and for the most part, it seems pretty harmless. And the guys were saying, like, the only time I want to look is when I want to feel better about my life. Or checking on exes is pretty basic. We just think it feels good to see their life continue after the relationship. Nothing else than that, really. Now, in my poll, I think most guys did say like, okay, I have no desire to. That was 49%. 33% said curiosity and 17% they don't go down that path. Don't play with smoke. I'm sure it's just like, no, my wife would not like that. So I don't, even if I am a little curious, maybe. And I think, honestly, what we can take from this, ladies, is, yeah, it might hurt our feelings. I think probably we're taking it too personally and that I think men can be really simple creatures at times. And it is just a curiosity thing. Now, are there some guys who maybe they're totally just fucking suck and they think she's the one that got away. I'm now feeding into every woman's fear. I apologize. But I think it's like, you know, what kind of dude you have. If you have a dude who's like would Mac on girls behind your back and sliding girls DMs and he's looking at his ex like, yeah, yeah. Like, ew. But if... Your husband is wonderful to you and makes you feel seen and loved and you feel like you have a willing partner in this game that we call life, then just brush that dirt right off your shoulders and ask yourself, would you do the same thing? And does it mean you want to go fuck Brad from four years ago? You know what I mean? Sometimes you're just like, I hope he married that ugly, stupid bitch, you know? It's the little things that bring us joy sometimes. Last comment in regards to last week's episode, we talked about anal sex. It was a two-part series. And I got a DM from a girl. She voice memoed me because she's my people and understands that voice memos are way better when you've got some shit to say. Unless it's a listener question. Don't do that. That's too hard for me. That's complicated. Anyways, she was like, when you were talking about finding the male G-spot, and she had this awesome idea that I had to pass along because I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. Getting a little nurse outfit on. What do you all think about this, guys? Getting a nurse get up on, role play, and act like you're giving him an exam. Like, fucking make him cough and shit. And then go around the ball region and go up the booty hole. I guess if girls, if you're so disgusted and you want an excuse to put a latex glove on or a finger condom and you feel bad, you want you don't want to tell them that you don't want to risk poop getting in your fingernail, your $90 manicure, then this is a great role-playing suggestion and it's a part of the costume. Perfect. You're welcome. We can thank her. Thank you, sweet Freaky Fam listener. We appreciate you. Let's start with the first question. Hello, I just want to start with I recently found your podcast and I'm absolutely in love with it. I have been listening nonstop to all the past episodes. I'm wanting to spice up my marriage and our sex life. I do not have the highest sex drive and I'm wanting to work on that. Do you have any suggestions on ways to spice things up and how to increase your libido? I think a lot of women probably have this question or they want to know and there's so much shit that pops up like supplement for this or try these or try this or do that. And I think what it really comes down to, I think there's a lot of gimmicks out there. I think some things work for people and some things don't like maca root, ashwagandha. Those are two supplements I do recommend to people to incorporate in their diet and diet and lifestyle. Huge factor. Okay. Huge factor. Your stress level. So what can we do if you're like, well, this is my life right now and I can't like throw my toddler out, have to keep them. So how am I going to manage like this and then my job and then marriage, life, and then get this up my libido? I'll take the maca root. I'll take, am I saying that right? Maca, M-A-C-A. That's it. There's no H. It's not matcha. Maca root and ashwagandha. But I think truthfully, you're going to need more. You're going to need to be eating right in all of the ways. If you're not exercising, I'm meaning 20 minutes every day or five days a week, four days a week, like no less. And you should be doing it for an hour if you want me to be real less realistic. And now people are like, this is not a fitness podcast. Well, I think sexuality, the genre of sexuality is under health and fitness. I wonder why. And sometimes when my husband's like, I got to work out before we eat dinner and stuff, I'm like, work out on my vagina. And he still does choose to work out. He works out at home, by the way. You don't, if you have a gym husband, I do have a place in my heart for you. You should be going to the gym with him is what you should be doing. You should be going to the gym together. You don't have to walk by the machines together. You can do your own thing and meet back up. But I bet you couples that work out together have sweaty, hot sex together. And plus, I think a lot of people have affairs at the gym. If you didn't know, now you do. But libido, ladies, your how you live your life does matter. And I think that if you say, I don't have any time, to do anything for my body in the active department, I think you're full of excuses. There is literally always a way to fit 20 minutes of something in your day. There is. There is no excuse, whether it's late at night or early, early in the morning. And don't get me wrong. I'm not waking up early to work out. Nope. I haven't worked out in three weeks because my child got out of preschool and I had the our little mini summer, the transition to kindergarten. And no, I ha- I used to do Pilates ritually, and I start back up this week. I can't wait. Can I tell you? I have struggled. This is being open and honest, and I'm probably going to regret saying it because then you just open yourself up to judgment, but I have struggled with my mental health for the last three weeks. And I know, what a fucking baby. Oh, now you had your kid every minute of the day. Welcome to a million other moms' lives. I get it. I I don't want to sound ungrateful or entitled. I I feel incredibly grateful, but I, I had a hard time. I just felt so overwhelmed, so not cutting it, so up and down, checked out at times, sad at times, heavy. And that's just... Being honest, like the feeling that you haven't felt in a long time, and then it comes back, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I forgot that this happens to me sometimes." And I've had grace on myself, knowing that this too shall pass. Lets you turn right back to libido, and how do these like align and mesh, and these puzzle pieces fit together? if you're not feeling your best, if you're not taking care of yourself, ladies, bitches, mommies, you're not going to be at optimal drive. You are not going to be at your horniest self. And for some women, stress lowers their drive. And for some women, for me, sex ups my drive and my husband, stress hurts his drive. And I think when you're married, these life factors hit couples at certain times, and then you feel incompatible. When That's not the truth. Like, don't put that as a part of your narrative. It can be dangerous. But you have to navigate this mismatch time, if you will. And women, if you're all in your head about your sex drive and that's the only thing you're doing, you're hurting it. And aside from the whole mind-body-spirit aspect of your sex drive, inspiring, like masturbating more, watching a little porn, getting inspired. See what arouses you. Maybe doing something like a flirty or naughty game with your partner, maybe having a different kind of date night, maybe planning an erotic date night, maybe going to the sex store together. And there, in complete silence, you can see where does your partner wander to? What catches their attention? What do you, you know, you might be surprised. You may learn some things about your partner. You may get something that you're both curious about, have never done, and then that's exciting. Just adding something to the mix to mix it up because, like she says all the time, if I ever have merch, we're going to have something along the lines of predictable is boring, I'm not dissing consistency at all, but predictable, it's just not that fun. My last advice to you is to keep listening to the podcast because hopefully I'll inspire you, or some topic will come up, or more listener questions that you relate to. I think you should have a little self journey and see the areas that you can improve in your life. That overall will affect your drive because if you're just focusing on that one thing and other areas are lacking, you're not going to reach what you're going for. So do a little inventory on yourself. And if you truly feel like you check all those boxes and then you still don't know what it is, maybe it's your relationship. And then I would want to take a look at that and see where it could be going awry there. Do you feel connected? Do you feel sexy with him? Do you feel asexual with him? Like I have people that before they got divorced, they were like, I literally thought I was asexual and I wasn't asexual. I just hated my husband's fucking guts. So that's worth a looky look. Moving on to question number two. Wow, she really just yapped about number one, didn't she? Hi, I've been loving your podcast so much. It's giving me more confidence in the bedroom. I love having sex with my husband. I have a higher sex drive than him, but we are pretty good. The only thing is I would like to try some new things. I have a lot of fantasies and he says he doesn't have any. For example, I would like to lick his ass. I would like him to give me anal. How do I approach him with these desires? He is a more vanilla sex type of guy. So I'm going to answer this question, and then we're going to talk about like what do you do if you have a vanilla partner in general in your eyes. So listen in. For you, girlfriend, here's what I'm thinking. Now, I feel you on some levels here as far as... Knowing what it's like to be with a person who I think is just uncomfortable or lacks self-awareness, or maybe how they grew up in some way isn't comfortable with their own sexuality, because it's hard to believe. At least for me, I'm like bullshit, 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 bullshit. I don't believe that someone doesn't have any fantasies. Like, are is that that to me? Wasn't that asexual? I did an interview recently and she was defining these. It's like no inclination, but I, I'm i sure your man is inclined to sex. You married him. You love the sex. So I bet you wouldn't if he was like not wanting that shit. I think he probably, and I hope I don't start any shit, just isn't either comfortable sharing that or doesn't even know does he watch porn is a question I want to ask. And I know there's people like, what? Jordan should know that everyone watches porn. No, they don't guys. Just to let you know, not everyone watches porn. I promise. I was shocked to discover this as well, but it is a true statement. I talked to enough people and experts on topics and there are people who do not partake. And for a multitude of reasons, whether it's ethics, values, or just no inclination towards it or the porn addiction so they stay away from it. Maybe something people only enjoy together as a couple, whatever. But if you know your man watches porn, you need to go be a little snoop easy for a second. Men, plug, clog your ears, clog your ears, plug your ears and just go, go on the laptop, the phone, whatever. I hope you have a way in. If you don't, what the fuck? Uh, but I would go on the search history, find it, like open his private thing. You probably forgot to close them out. Uh, I can help you (laughs) if you want to DM me, but I would just kind of find out what he's into. And don't you dare, if you're going to get mad about this, then don't do it. So you wanted an answer, I'm giving it to you. I would find out what it is and take it as advice And then go do it the next time in bed and then you're going to freak him out and he's going to know what you did, but you, you weren't a crazy bitch. You were a down bitch. And he's like, okay, so (laughs) it could go that way or it might not go that way, but you have to keep it in girlfriend. You can't be like, so I found this and you lied to me and you said, and guess what? I would so do that move. So that's why I'm protecting you is because I have the crazy in me too. But if you're really, I give great advice. I don't always take it. But if you really want to find out what he's into, I think you should pull a psychological fuck and find out and then do that shit. Do it so obviously that he's overwhelmed with a feeling. I'm losing all my male listeners right now. And then he's got to talk to you about it. So that was my mildly toxic advice. Let's give some non-toxic advice. A conversation, communication, (laughs) sit down and go, hey, buddy, I'm calling bullshit on the no fantasies. It's actually concerning me. It's making me question you as emasculate him. Just kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that. Toxic. Past mildly toxic no, communicate, have a combo. I guess maybe share some of your fantasies. Why don't you share things that you're into? What arouses you? You get vulnerable and. So you're kind of holding space. He's holding space for you. You're opening up and that in turn may make him feel more comfortable. Wow. My little Libra scales just came out balancing the scales here, balancing the scales. But yeah, tell him like, I want to eat your ass, baby. See, see what happens and maybe (laughs) see what happens. Tell him what you're into. Don't be afraid. He's going to find it sexy. He should find it Sexy that you're being confident and telling him these things, and he's like, Wow, this is my wife! How cool, she's such a bad bitch! And then maybe I'll start feeling really lame. Why is the toxic advice just really coming out today? Is this a reflection of me, my current state? Maybe I don't know. I hope my advice works for you. I hope you think about ways you could go about this. I hope I was of some minor help. You could, you know, I'm going to on the down low, push my mildly toxic advice first. And then if you're stumped and you can't find anything, because you said he's a vanilla type guy, you might learn a lot or you might be spot the fuck on. You are his wife. You would know way more than me. So you might have to do the healthy right thing. And who knows what could happen? And you might not get what you're looking for right away. This might take some time. And the Tantric series I did, I would encourage you or go into Educated to take one of those courses to learn and see how you can do that because it's going to deepen intimacy no matter what. And I think it would pull the strings. You're going to be pulling some layers back. So if you can get them to sign up and be willing to try some of those things with you, then you're going to have an experience. So I encourage you to do that. Now, I can't move on to the next question without acknowledging vanilla sex, like vanilla partners. And I think the word vanilla, like how you would describe someone as that would all be in the eye of the beholder perspective. Like someone might be like, "Ooh, she's a little freaky. And then another person might be like, meh, you know, like, meh, that's the run of the mill and they're into some like hardcore shit. I bet you people in polyamorous relationships or that are into swinging and they go to the resorts and do like live that lifestyle, I bet you that they think some monogamous people who call themselves or claim to be freaks, they're like, ha, (laughs) sure you are. Sure you are. You know what I mean? So I think it's just a perspective thing, kind of lifestyle you live, et cetera. And then how people grow up. There are some people that grow up super religious, like, They married, they were each other's first. And what they think is hardcore is just like they've come a long way. So it doesn't really matter as long as you're enjoying it, you're happy, fulfilled, exploring what you want to, and you feel safe to share that and try that with your partner. I think that's what anyone would want and deserves. I also think, and this would vary in age, for me it was like 19 19 to 21, when I started exploring, like, what do I like? What do I not like? Maybe unintentionally, and then 22, up, it's like ex- intentionally, and then married super intentionally. I mean, what better way? I mean, what else are you going to fucking do? I mean, I guess there's a lot, but you've got your person. You signed up to do this wild thing called life together. You might as well figure out how to touch each other in the best possible way. And you know how to rock their world and try a couple of different ways to do it. And if the vanillas are happy being vanillas, then... Delicious, good for you. But I always feel like there's someone who's more vanilla than the other, and someone who is like hungering, spicing it up, hungering to load their vanilla with all of the toppings. They want some sauce up in this bitch. And then one person who is more content. And that can be a frustrating, lonely, disappointing place to be in. And then the other person might feel shame or might be completely naive to it. I think that is the worst. I think you've got to fucking tell people. You've got to tell them. I don't care how uncomfortable it is. This is your life we're talking about. This is your life. I'm going to read some feedback that I got from a listener that it was like, look, it was worth sharing. Someone responded to like a reel I made and he told me that he shared things with his wife in regards to like pegging and spanking and it was really difficult for the first 24 hours. She she flipped out and it was miserable and they had to communicate and then find understanding and acceptance and yada, yada, yada. And now she's completely on board with these topics and enjoys it. And it took being really uncomfortable. And his point was that it was 100% worth having that uncomfortable, awkward, or angry, frustrating time, because look where they are now. And I think that even if you don't get the desired results, or the person doesn't come around with any willingness or curiosity for two weeks, for two months, I think no matter what, living out your truth and telling that person, like, this is what I want to try with you, just sharing it. I'm not saying like, tell them and they won't do it and go get it on the side. That's called being a piece of shit but sharing that with your person in hopes that maybe this is something you can experience together. And think about it, if you're the person that's hearing this from your spouse and you're the one that's freaked out, man, I want to validate you and make you feel seen and loved too because you love your partner and you want to give them something and you're like, I don't feel comfortable with this. Especially if it's something you're just like, thought you would never, never accept. If that's the case, then you have to lay your boundaries out. I say before you react and go, no, fuck, no, fuck you, that you digest it and see where it's coming from. And then you can go back and lay the boundary however you need to and explain as to why this is the way it's going to go. But if it's not, and I, Say that because when people talk about bringing other people into the bedroom, that is where I think people are like, fuck you, fuck no, no way. But as far as between the two of you, like pegging or anal play, shit like that, digest it. See like, oh, if I shared something with them, how would I feel? Being vulnerable, would I want them to make me feel shame or just be disgusted by me and make me feel weird and insecure? No. I'd want my partner to feel seen and understood, even if it's something that maybe I need some time understanding or I need to explore to see if this is something I would consider. But Be what your partner needs in that moment. It's the golden rule. Let's move on to our last listener question before we get into sex positions. So this is a husband and they've been married for 10 years. And he said that him and his wife are basically having sex once a month, if he's lucky. And it's mutual masturbation, maybe sex, maybe one of the two. So he wants to know if I can talk about if there's any benefits of couples upping their frequency of sex and that he feels like he's ready to climb mountains and fight lions after being intimate. And when it's so few and far between, I feel less than depressed, anxious, unsure of myself, sad. Can you explain to the women out there the benefits of giving their men some extra loving? It's not about getting off. It's so much more than that. Ooh. Ooh, I want to talk about that because this is so good. I think women, men, I think both of you need to hear this. Duh, no shit. First of all, I think it could be a man or a woman, anyone who feels like I feel, my love language is physical touch and words of affirmation. And you definitely need to know your partners because if you don't, then you will not satisfy them. So that's a start, but I can relate to feeling those feelings when I don't feel Like, I'm getting as much as I would like. I am the high libido partner in my situation. And when I don't feel content or satisfied, I feel less than, I don't feel worthy, and it's shitty feelings. And a lot of that is stuff that I have to acknowledge about myself and why, when I'm not getting my cup filled by outside sources, do I feel less of a person? or anxious, depressed, etc. So that's some inner work for sure, for surezies. And doing that work will only better your life in every department. But let's talk about there's so many things I want to cover in this question. So number one was look inward and see where you need to do the work because if you feel on uh, like not whole when this isn't happening for you, then that's different than just saying you're not meeting my needs and I feel extremely incompatible. But let's talk about being married because this is so many couples and the women not understanding how much their husbands need sex. And it's more than they can Process or more, it's more than they think. They think it's just their men being a dog, wanting to get his dick wet. He's just a horn dog. But it is more than that for so many guys, for so many men. There are some men who have emotional affairs because they feel like they've just lost that. Loving feeling, and it leads to a physical affair a lot of the times, but it's a connection and it's someone listening to them, someone who cares about how their day was or listening to the things that you're rolling your eyes at now. Oh, I'm about to check myself. Someone who is interested and strokes their ego and hypes them up. And guys, your husband wants a cheerleader, he wants a ride or die. I joke about my mildly toxic and some of it is real and some of it is slightly in jest. And I tell the ladies to keep them on their toes. And I do think that you should mix it up and spice it up and stop being such a predictable bitch sometimes. But I know at the end of the day, Uh, It hurts a man. A man doesn't want to feel like he can't satisfy his wife. A man doesn't want to feel like he is just constantly disappointing you. That's not a happy marriage. And if you're going through this, if you're doing this to one another, if you're like, oh man, I'm constantly making him feel like he's not measuring up. But you know, in my eyes, he's not measuring up. If you're going through this season, I don't want the men to start all feeling bad for themselves because there's a lot of time, the guys are like, well, why can't you just be happy? If you were just happy, then we would have no problems. And she's like, can you validate where the issues that I'm seeing, where I'm seeing changes need to be made, but you just wish that if I just shut the fuck up that everything would be fine? Like, that's not how it's going to go down. So no one's off the hook here. You have to take a look inward and see what's going on in your relationship. Only you know that. But there are there is the circumstance that people are living in right now where a woman is completely neglecting their husband physically and emotionally, intimately. And if you're a woman and you're thinking, yeah, that's me, but it's X, Y, and Z, then you need to be voicing X, Y, and Z ASAP. Quit expecting your spouse to be a mind reader because that's fucked up that's fucked up. They're not mind readers. They're men or they're women. And you need to grow a pair or put your big girl thong on and say what you need and mean what you say. And if that's too much for you, if it's too much, I'm not going to tell him he should know. Then I don't expect much good or your marriage to bear any fruit because you're going to be stuck, bitch. You're going to be, you're being stubborn. So if you really want this, if you really want this to work, you're going to have to do more than that. You're going to have to tell him. And if you're a woman and you're like, you know what? He's actually great. And I'm just tired and I just don't feel like it. I'm just not in the mood anymore. It's like, you know what? You're going to have to put some more effort into it. You're going to have to look at the question number one about libido and how you're living and what your lifestyle is. Start with just putting on a little makeup every day. I'm not saying glam. I'm saying brush your hair. Do it differently. If you wear your hair in a messy bun every day, Wear it down, make it cute. If you just had a baby within the last six weeks, I have some slack for you, but guess what? I did it and y'all can hate me. Y'all can, ha- I'm just telling you that I fitted in. I made sure to, I would be sitting on the floor with a baby on a boppy sucking on my nipple, making it bleed while I'm with a beauty blender on my face because I wanted to look cute when my husband got home and you can make fun of me and call me whatever name you want but it made me feel good I felt pretty every time I'd walk past a mirror (laughs) every time I would walk past a mirror I'm like oh I'm glad I did my makeup I feel better today I felt a little more put together because believe me children can make you feel not put together and guess what lucky enough for all of us ladies the, the clean girl aesthetic, the no makeup makeup look is really in. So basically all you have to do is fill in your eyebrows, brush them up, you know, bronzy up the cheeks and a little lip gloss and you're fine. I think that if we just, if you wear leggings and sweatpants every day, try some biker shorts and a tee or like just something different, something maybe a little more form-fitting. If there are any women dissing me going, <gasps> They're doing shit for their husbands. Like, is everything supposed to be for us? Like, imagine if the men did just everything for them, for me, male empowerment. You know what I'm like, what? Like, you're married. I think it's awesome and needed to do things for one another. Things that you, with a cheerful heart, do. Things you want to do because you enjoy doing that Because they enjoy it. Like you find pleasure in the fact that they appreciate this. This isn't something like you're forcing your partner to do that you hate. Because I don't think anybody that's a kind, good person would want their significant other to be miserable doing something. But ladies, if it's miserable for you to put out for him, if that's how you view it as putting out, I would encourage you to explore how you can break that mold and why it is. Are you upset? Are you resentful? Are you feeling like you have needs that aren't met? Going back to express that. And men, if it's nothing and you're just tired, I think you've got to drink a cup of coffee and get on board. I think that the men need it. And I hate saying this, but if you do not water the lawn, if you do not satisfy your husband in those ways. You are technically, and this is so, I'm going to get shit for this, I know it. There's a good chance that someone else may walk in trying to fill that spot. He may not even be the type, he may be so badass and loyal, and no matter how miserable or badly neglected he felt, he would never go and cheat on you or look to cheat on you. And that doesn't mean that temptation might not fall into his lap one day. You know, A lot of men have jobs and they're there 40 plus hours a week and they don't get to pick who they work alongside with. And then people have chemistry and that can snowball, especially at home when they feel completely disconnected and checked out and not seen. And as awful and piece of shitty as this sounds and is, and there's no excuse for cheating and that I i've heard the comments i see them on tiktok i'm just saying you're not being realistic wake up and smell the coffee statistically it's not looking good in your favor you got to put the work in in the work you know it's in all areas that's why they say marriage takes effort if they said it was just easy breezy beautiful like that's such a fucking lie who says that And I think it's very rewarding. And there's a lot of blessings or fruit or good karma, whatever you want to fucking call it. And I babbled and I babbled and I babbled. But to answer your question specifically, because he ended it saying that he has spoken to his wife about this and... Expressed how important intimacy is for him, things change for a minute and then slip away quickly. I think that you're, y'all are at a point where scheduling sex is important. I remember being young and going, I would never do that. That sounds like the most non hot thing in the world. As a 32 year old woman now married, and I've been with my husband for eight years with two kids, I think it is vital, important. I don't give a fuck what anyone says or some 21-year-old dumb bitch thinks if that's not sexy because scheduling sex or erotic playdates is what you should call them. You're going to have a hell of a good time. You're going to get what you need. You're going to be coming together when life can get an autopilot and crazy and this time is carved out for you to eat each other up. So, do what works and that's what people need sometimes. It's time to come together again and bring a calendar. I can't ignore that you mentioned outside of sex you mutually masturbate so it's either mutual mutual masturbation which getting yourself off on the other partner is not the same as hot sexy mutual masturbation and like adding it as a way to spice it up. I think if that's something you never do, like showing your partner how you get off or you're literally not skin to skin, but I mean, go for it. If you're a little leg humper, the leg humpers, I know who you are. I see you. I feel you. You are my people. And if you're not, that's okay. If you know, you know. If you don't, that's all righty. But if it's like mutual masturbation has become your sex routine with your significant other, that could be a little indicator of you're losing your mojo. You're losing your connection. That's not what, when I encourage people to mutual masturbate, if that is your autopilot, then I am not talking to you. But if that's something that you don't do, you don't see your partner masturbate, you don't even know if they masturbate, y'all are the couples that need to be doing some mutual masturbation in the same room because that that will crank it up. That'll add a little heat heat. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about twisting me like a pretzel and shoving a dildo in me. That's a good position. You know, that's a good position. I just want to follow the of my body. You know what I'm saying? You want to back up into that shit. I'm just reminiscing on the sex that I had with my husband this week. And I hope all the men are making sure their girls are getting off. I just want to throw that out there. That if you're going to come quicker than her, and my husband always prioritizes my orgasm, but you're going to want to make sure, don't be leaving the ladies hanging, okay? Just making sure, just want to check in with all the dudes. If you're like, oh, I don't think she can come. She can't come every time, so I don't have to worry about it. You better communicate that. Say, what do you need, baby? And if she's like, don't worry about it, then don't worry about it. But if she seems disappointed and she knows she can get off and you're just like being a selfish fuck, let's not do that. Okay, we're moving on to the segment where I'm going to inspire you, everybody, mommies and daddies. I'm going to tell you about some sex positions and explain them, describe them as best as I can, as best as I can through a microphone, baby. And then hopefully you will just go look them up or go on Beducated, whatever, and get to see them, get a good get luxury. You might have heard of some of these. You might have forgotten about some of these. And I think I'm going to do a good enough job where you're just going to like, ooh, okay, got the mental pick. I'm going to go home and do that right meow. So the first one is called the grip, the grip, okay? So the receiver... Okay, ladies, you're going to lie down on your back and you're going to raise their lower, your lower body above the ground. So it kind of looks like you're going to do a bridge, but your feet aren't on the ground. Where are your feet? Where are your legs? How do I bridge? Daddy, daddy's right there. The receiver wraps their legs around the giver daddy's waist, okay? Okay. And he's basically on all fours going in you. You've got your legs secured around him. Great position for deep penetration and the G-spot stimulation. So this is a good squirter position, or at least to get the G-spot nice and warmed up. Next up, let's talk about the spoon. Spoon. You know what the spoon looks like. If you haven't done this one in a while, I feel like a lot of married couples do because we sleep next to each other. It's a great morning position. You avoid any morning breath uh, combinations coming into play and you don't have to kiss. So it's just like a fuck and you can, what I do is I like being there. He's got access to the boobies. Okay. I can rub my clit and I can either, you know, be in the spoon or I can, Take my upper half of my body and kind of lean over like a table and just got my butt just backing up into him, hold on to the mattress or the bed and get to work. Or he can be doing the work. You can both be going into each other. And if you like your brown starfish played with ladies, he's right fucking there. So go for it. Go, go, go. Unless you're not into that and say, do not Pascal. Speaking of access to the back door for a little anal play, I've got the Lotus Blossom, one of Jordy's faves, one of Jordy's faves. So daddy will be sitting with his legs crossed. I suggest get on the floor, lean against the wall. The receiver position, so me, I position myself on the top of them with my legs wrapped around my partner. So I'm sitting on the dick and my legs are wrapped around them. Once the giving partner enters, there's little thrusting involved, mostly grinding and rocking. Or, (laughs) I know it's the lotus blossom, but if you want to throw in a little Geordie move, you can unwrap your legs... And get like in a bullfrog position and crank up and down. Because I love the rocking and grinding. That feels really good for me. Like this is a I will climax in this position. But if you want to be nice and you're like, you know what? I can come really quick because I'm rubbing my clit on him with his dick in me. And he can reach around. His hands are on your ass basically. So he can go wherever you want him to a little spanky spanky a little pokey pokey so if you want to be nice because you know you can just get off right here you can get your feet down and pogo stick on them if you know what i mean or you could be like romantic and this is a great position to look at each other in the eyes whisper sweet nothings Next is the Amazon position. It's been a minute. I remember in the beginning of this podcast or like a few in, someone's listener question asked me like, what's the Amazon position? You got to try it. And I think that it's not for everyone, but basically the penetrating partner lies down on their back with their knees and legs bent at the knee. So think of a guy on his back, like his legs pushed up as if you're going to like eat his ass, okay? He's about to give birth, okay? And then the receiver, mommies, y'all are going to kneel on top, straddling his hips and positioning their torso between their knees. And so girls, be very slow and careful when it comes to penetration as it could break his dick off. That is... That is why I feel like people can either, like, you can get a good rhythm going and it's like, you're fucking him. Like, it's like, if your man is into feeling dominated in any way, then this is the position for you. If you like feeling like a powerful bitch, like you're dominating him and fucking him, then you're an Amazon girl, okay? You're an Amazon girl. Next, we have the captain, which I think... You know, they all have these names, and sometimes we don't know we're doing them, but we're doing them. So the receiving partner, they're on their back. So the girl's on their back. And he is kneeling at our hips, and your legs are wide open, spacer. They are just veed out, and he's holding onto the ankles, going in. One of your hands can be on, like, the upper thigh, and one can be, like, cupping your pussy so you can be rubbing the clit while he's just getting it getting it or if you're the girl that wants or needs a vibrator you know I feel about that but this would be a great like you have access to the clit put a little toy on there or use your fingers as a toy if you can keep your legs out there by yourself and don't need him to hold them then he can be using his thumb and rub-a-dub-dub okay so I know we all know what reverse cowgirl is so instead of like on top facing him It's the other way, but I'm going to talk about the double decker and it's a great position to get into post reverse cal girl, like a nice transition, if you will, or from spooning. I think you just flip on. He can grab onto you. Oh, this is like turning me. He can grab you and turn onto his back. And then you're in double-decker, girlfriend. The giver lies down on their back. Receiver lies on top with their back on the giver's chest. The giver penetrates from behind. They can hold their partner's hips to control the rhythm and depth of the penetration. So it's hot it is I feel like it's one of those just like you're going at it and you just don't care where you are you just need to be fucking each other and depending who's doing the most work you should have your hands free to be touching but sometimes you need like stability when you're doing this sometimes you don't depending on the grip that he has on your body but it's hot speaking of hot the next one I want to share with y'all is the doggy pretzel so this is good for depth So the penetratee, so I would be lying on my belly. I'm going to prop myself up on my elbows. So I'm just laying there chilling, okay? I'm going to spread my legs a little bit. The penetrating partner gets on their knees and positions themselves between the lover's legs. So essentially, I'm just laying there on my elbows, do-do-do-do-do, with my legs a little spread, and he's going to come up up in there and pick up my leg, wrap it around his waist and enter me. So it's just kind of like lazy lover doggy, if that makes sense. It may seem complicated. It sounds like because i I'm how I'm wording it, but it's actually really fun and allows for really deep penetration. So try it out. Let me know. Next, we have the candle. So talk about just can't wait for one another. Say you're in the bathroom, just brushing your hair, and he comes up behind you, kisses your neck touches your boobs, rubs your clit. And now he's got his hands on your tits. You wrap your arms around his neck. He enters you from behind and y'all are just in a little rhythm backing up into each other. Well, you're backing up. He's pushing into you. That was the erotica version of the candle, but let's get technical. The giver and the receiver are both standing. The giver penetrates the partner from behind. Super easy, especially for the partners who are similar in height. Having something to hold on to might be necessary for stability. So if you are in front of the mirror and daddy came up behind you, you just grab onto that counter and bend over, baby. Last but certainly not least, a little position to maybe inspire you. Maybe you haven't tried in a while. Maybe you just needed to be reminded of, which I feel like when you're fucking and you're just like really into it and you're really horny, These things just come to you like fuck whatever the fuck someone named them. But when we're in a rut or when we're on autopilot or it's just, which I love missionary, one of my favorite positions, period. But when you're in a predictable uh, situation, then, you know, you want to be reminded of these and be like, you know what? I'm not doing the same old shit this time. Sometimes the same old shit is every position, every time you're in doggy every time you're in spooning every time it's like this we don't kiss during it you know what i mean doesn't have to just be missionary you could just be bored of what the fuck you're doing right now so last but not least is the seesaw where the penetrating partner would be sitting with their legs out propping themselves on their hands so dude just sitting there chilling you know his hands are supporting him and his legs are out in front of him Rider straddles their torso facing their partner. They lean back and they place their hands on their partner's legs or bed for support. So you're holding on to his ankles and your feet are on either side of him. So spread, eagle baby, leaned back, really great view for him. Great view for him. If he's really strong and can support himself on one hand, he can get up over there and rubby dab or he can just enjoy the view. The writer is the one dictating the rhythm and the depth of this penetration. So get it, girl, how you see fit. I hope that one of these made you go, oh I'm gonna try that. And maybe you're just a freaky deek, maybe you're true freaky fam and you're like, bitch, I've been doing that. I st- day doing that. It inspired me. And if you enjoyed this episode or you enjoy any of my episodes and you haven't left a review, especially if you're listening on Apple podcast, you can leave stars on Spotify, I believe, but on Apple podcast, you can write a review. It really helps to leave me five stars, write something kind, kind, (laughs) and subscribe if you're not subscribed. Some of y'all are listening and you're not subscribed, then I don't understand why. So if you don't know how, message me. There's like a little plus sign. There's the three dots that says follow. There's subscribe under the podcast name. I will help you. It's not that hard. You can follow me on social media at Instagram at underscore the horny housewife podcast or on TikTok at the Horny Housewife Podcast. If you want to ask me a listener question, you can ask anonymously on my website, thehornyhousewifepodcast.com. Or, like I said, slide in my DMs. Either way, I will always protect your anonymity. Always. And I love you, and I will see you next Monday. <laughs>